Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Ion Foxborough. The premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels down in Foxborough. It is Thursday afternoon and the Patriots just made history, Mark. The Patriots became the first team in NFL history to get flexed out of Monday night football. The league decided they do not want to see the Patriots against the Chiefs on Monday night in December, and they were relegated to 1 o'clock on that Sunday afternoon. The mighty have fallen. You know, Chris, Just I, I say every week on this podcast, just when you think it can't get any worse, what else can happen? Oh, the Patriots got kicked out of a Monday night football game with the defending Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no Taylor Swift Bowl coming to Patriots on Monday night. I highly doubt Taylor Swift would want to come to Gillette Stadium on a Sunday afternoon, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see, Chris. But this marks the first time I can remember the Patriots won't have a Monday night football game. It marks the first time in NFL history that a game has been flexed out of Monday night football. That tells you the Patriots are so bad. The NFL is like, hey, guys, we can't put this game on prime time. We need to tuck this one away because it is probably going to be a blowout. Do you know who does want to come to Gillette Stadium on a Sunday afternoon? Me. Agreed. I love the Sunday afternoon, one o'clock. So, I mean, Riders is great. Great for, for me. For Robert Jonathan Kraft, probably not feeling as great. I imagine Robert Kraft is very disappointed. I mean, can you imagine it? Robert is in his suite sitting next to Taylor Swift and the cameras are on him all game. I mean, I highly doubt she'd be sitting next to Robert Kraft, but in this fantasy, she is. And maybe in his fantasy, she'd be with him and he'd be celebrating sitting next to a celebrity. Because let's be honest, he loves celebrities, right? Robert Kraft always kicks it with these different musicians. I mean, I'm trying to name some off the top of my head. but Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi's one. Kenny Chesney. There's there's some rappers in there, too, though. Kenny Chesney, the second lighthouse keeper ever. (laughs) So, yeah, I I knew knew low here at... In, in Gillette Stadium, New Low here in New England. But you know what? I, I guess at the end of the day, the NFL was not willing to see if Zappy Fever takes over. Because, Chris, this Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers, it appears 
from what I've been told, Bailey Zappi is starting against the Chargers. Yeah, I think they had to make this move um, just based on like Mac is just totally lost right now. In in rewatching the Giants game, just going through the first half, Mac Jones could have turned the ball over five times. Like that's not hyperbolic. There are five plays there where you're like, wow, he did throw two picks. He fumbled once. There are two other times he hit defenders in the hands. He just looks totally broken. Now in relief, Zappy threw one interception and there were two other plays that looked like they could have been turnovers where even that last drive, he hit a defender right in the hands with a pass. And I mean, Giants Fetter dropped it because the Giants are the Giants. But I mean, I guess five potential turnovers is technically better than three potential turnovers. And they had yeah. to, they had to pull the trigger on this eventually. You know, I think it's come a week too late. I mean, frankly, Mac Jones looks so shaken in Germany against the Colts. I, I honestly thought they should have sat him for Bailey Zappi coming out of the bye. Instead, they did the exact opposite. Uh, sorry, guys. Chris is choking on water. I'm trying to hydrate. Chris, it's not going well. Chris trying to drink water is like Mac Jones trying to throw touchdown passes. It just doesn't happen easily, I guess. Um, so so let's, let's rewind. Coming out of that Germany game, I, I thought the Patriots should have sat Mac Jones because I thought he clearly looked broken. And instead of going behind one quarterback leading up to the Giants game, Patriots, Bill Belichick, sort of messed with their quarterbacks, Chris. They had Mac Jones take the bulk of the starting reps, but Bailey Zappi did factor in. It, it was sort of billed by us, the media, as a quarterback in practice competition. That was not the case, as I was told by Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott. They were like, listen, Mac was the guy the entire time. He was taking the first team reps for the majority of it, even though Zappi did factor in more. I thought it was poor planning, though, on Bill's part to not give Mac every starting rep if he was going to be the one to start. I don't see how taking a struggling quarterback and giving him less practice reps would help. And clearly it did not. However, I am very, very much on board with giving Bailey Zappi all the first team reps, because as I reported on mass live on Wednesday, Bailey Zappi has been taking the bulk of the first team reps and Mac Jones is down to the scout team, Chris. So with Bailey, it's interesting where Bailey, I do not think is a better quarterback than Mac Jones by any stretch of the imagination, but I think the product could look better this Sunday because they dumb down the playbook so much when Zappi's back there that it is so much quick game, so much stuff like that. They don't, they don't like they haven't been throwing downfield, but I think the simplified offense can help. I think they're kind of out over their skis right now, just in all facets, where it's like, all right, take it back to basics. It's going to be boring as hell, but it might be more effective than what we've seen. Oh, 100%. I mean, think about Bailey Zappi's one good drive against the Giants. He essentially threw screen pass passes. Zach Cox had a, from Nesson had a great tweet where he put out Bailey Zappi's air yards on his passes. They were essentially all in the negative because he was just throwing screen passes. Run the ball, throw screen passes, get some quick slants in there. No, I don't think they should air it out. Frankly, I think they should hammer at the line of scrimmage, run the ball behind Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke, and... Don't let Bailey Zappi make too many decisions. Chris, they need to dumb it down. And if you think to 2022, that's actually what they did. Yeah. Bailey Zappi's two starts against the Lions and the Browns, they paid, played a much simpler version of offense than they did when Mac Jones was in the game. Honestly, my argument last year was that they should have dumbed it down for Mac Jones too because I thought the Patriots looked so much better when they were just doing play-action passes, simpler run plays, and, and whatnot. But I think that's the key going forward here. But also, Chris, I, I think we could get a special thing happen on Sunday. I think something special could happen what do you got i think malik cunningham could play and be the backup and they could run some packages for him will it look better than it did in las vegas oh i don't know but at this point i think they should try it because yeah. 
if the worst that's is going to happen is that you're going to continue to lose, you might as well see what Malik Cunningham can do. Now, it, clearly the Patriots aren't going to start him, but if they dial up some pat, some run plays with him, I think it could be fun. But they absolutely just have not gotten him prepared for this. That's the issue, too, where Malik prior to this week said that he hasn't practiced at quarterback since the Raiders week in mid-October. And now they're going to throw him back out there again, where it's like they have no idea what they want to do with him. And it feels like they're setting him up to fail, where – he has so many things on his plate as a rookie, and they're even having him do special team stuff because they want to diversify his skill set. It's like, all right, let's get this kid focused on one thing for a little while to try and get him to like an NFL level there and then branch out some more. I don't think they're really setting him up for success where it's like, oh, you're playing wide receiver today, but you're also taking some quarterback snaps. Oh, but now go with the gunners. Go work there. It's like, all right, he's a rookie. He's an undrafted rookie. Raw potential is there, but you got to kind of – hone in a little bit on something at some point i i agree with you there's some type of quote out there about being the master of none um jack of all trades master of none yeah i, I mean I, I, that's when you were going on your rant that's kind of what i thought uh when it came to malik cunningham he's in a really tough spot he is older he's what 25 yep. 26 old i think malik i believe Malik cunningham is older than mac jones I that's to... why it's really funny when mac talks about like the kids in the quarterback room and it's like Man, Bailey's a, like maybe a year younger than you, and I think Malik is older than you. So Malik but... is a year older than Bailey Zappi, and I, I believe I think like a month older than Mac Jones. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he was on the Van Wilder college plan. He yeah. was there for a while. He was there for six years in Louisville. You know, COVID messed up a lot of things for a lot of people. But hey, a lot of people got you know free education, and football players certainly played for a lot. But Chris, it, it's been the product has been so bad that I I understand what you're saying about messing up with messing with Malik. I think they kind of have to try him a quarterback. I, I mean, it's it's very clear to me that like they don't they don't really trust Bailey Zappi, and and I think that's why he hasn't started until let's check oh week thirteen yeah. when the Patriots have been awful. So if you really don't love Bailey Zappi and you clearly think Mac Jones is broken, your options come down to Will Greer, who we need to talk about, mm-hmm. and Malik Cunningham. I, I like the fact they're going to start Zappy, maybe sprinkle in Malik. Let's give me some of that. Give me some yeah, Malik magic and Zappy fever. Just let Malik play quarterback this week. Like even when we're out of practice, he's not in a quarterback Jersey. He's still in a wide receivers Jersey out there. And it's like, all right, if he's going to play quarterback this week, have him play quarterback all week. Like let him do this and see where it goes. I have another theory. Um, so today's Thursday practice. Kayshawn <laughs> Booty out that was all the hamstring injury and pop Douglas was out with a concut without out with a concussion. I do believe the Patriots are going to elevate Malik Cunningham for two reasons. I think, yes, he will play some quarterback snaps, but I think he's going to be the fifth receiver behind uh, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton, and Jalen Rhaegar. So I think, Chris, that might be part of the reason why they're still sort of messing with this is because maybe he can play two roles, and with the two injuries at receiver, maybe he'll be able to actually catch his first NFL pass. Maybe, but he didn't look close to like an NFL level receiver over the summer when he was doing it, even at the end of camp. You know, we we haven't seen it since then, really. He I mean, he lined up out there a couple times in the Vegas game. I think he got six offensive snaps and was like under center for two of them. I don't know. We'll we'll see where that is. But I would just like to see him do like one thing for a little bit, really specialize on it and go from there. What are you, what are you saying? Like, what did he have? Did he have like one catch? For, on like seven targets for like negative yards in yeah. the preseason. Yep. It, it wasn't great. He was very clearly a quarterback that was trying to play wide receiver for the first time. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't ideal. Do you think that Will Greer has any role in any of this moving forward? So obviously he's cut last week, brought back to the practice squad. It's my understanding 
that that was not his first choice and that they really needed to talk him into coming back and really make their case to him. Does he have any role moving forward? Because it seems like they must have said something to him to get him to come back, but it did not look like he was taking, like he wasn't taking first team quarterback reps when we saw practice on Wednesday. What do you think his role is here? That's a great, great question. So now for, for those who do not know the, NFL's emergency third quarterback rules are are sort of complicated. For example, if the Patriots were to elevate Malik Cunningham on Sunday, they could not have Mac Jones be the emergency third guy. The reason is, if you're going to have an emergency quarterback, you have to have three quarterbacks in your 53-man roster, but the Patriots do not. So here's a way you can get around this, Chris. Loophole. You can elevate Will Greer and Malik Cunningham. I, I actually would be fascinated if they did this because you have Bailey Zappi start, Mac Jones is is inactive. You'll have Malik with some of his run plays, some of his, you know, receiver plays, whatever you want to have it. And then you have Will Greer on the sideline in the event Bailey Zappi looks horrible. I actually, that that would be my plan for this. I, I actually, I, I, I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I, I kind of like that idea. So you're burning both elevations on quarterbacks because you only get yes, two of them. A hundred percent. Smoking if you got them. Hey man, at, at this point, I mean, all, all bets are off. The Patriots are so bad. They became the first team to ever, ever be flexed out of Monday Night Football. They just lost to a third string quarterback. The week before that, they lost to a second string quarterback. In Germany. You know what? Hey, you know, maybe dial up some plays for Will Greer. Let's see it. Give him give him the third quarter. I, I don't care. At, at this point, I just want to see something different. I'm thrilled that Bailey Zappi will be starting. But I, I actually, if I'm that I would think about elevating Will Greer as well. But see, that sounds really fun. And it seems like Bill has been <laughs> averse to anything fun on offense all year. I mean, I guess starting Bailey for once is like your first change of pace. Although he still hasn't acknowledged that, you know, he's everyone has to be ready. Everyone has to be ready and like won't acknowledge that he's making a change, even though this is the first time all year that Mac Jones has spoken to the media this week. He wasn't at the podium today and it's like, oh, OK, Bill says everything is, you know, same, same as always, but it's clearly not. It's I mean, it, it's very much not. And, and even though Bill Belichick won't announce who his starting quarterback is, you know, according to three different team sources, it, it'll be Bailey Zappi unless something catastrophic happens in, in the way of an injury. Like Zappi goes out there to practice and, you know, suffers an injury. It's not going to happen. But, you know, everything goes as planned. Bailey Zappi will start. You know, Chris, I, I have to say, though, I, I really disagree with how Bill Belichick has handled this with the media. I understand his hoe, I'm not going to tell you anything attitude, but let's be honest. The fact that Bill hasn't talked about it only means we media members have to ask players. You have to ask Connor Henry and David Andrews and all these guys about like, what's it like having uncertainty at the quarterback position? That stuff wouldn't really happen if Bill Belichick just came out and said, Hey, Bailey Zappi's our guy. We're going to roll with them. I, I think that would, would be really best for Bill to be up front, especially considering his team is two and nine. Yeah. And I mean, it's a season long trend with Bill doing this where like he's benched Mac four times now and in those four benchings, he's never been the first one to talk to the media. It's always David Andrews and other people. And like, if you really want to get in front of it, he would be the first one to take questions. But because he doesn't do that, you have David, sad David Andrews out there every week, you know, he's taking questions and then Hunter and all these other guys, and they don't want to answer the questions. They're not the ones making the decision, but inherently, you know, when you're the first one up there, you're going to get those questions. And, and here's the thing from, my, from what I was told. Last week, Patriots players were told to not talk about the quarterback situation. Not taught, not we're told not to talk about it, which is why everyone was sort of saying everyone was splitting reps and all this stuff. But here's another thing: Why are you wasting energy at two and eight last week on 
trying to coach your players about how to not talk about quarterbacks. It, to me, it, it just seems like sort of a ridiculous exercise that is just a waste of time, a waste of energy. Who cares if everyone knew last week Mac Jones was going to start? Who cares this week if everyone knows Bailey Zappi is going to start? And believe me, guys, people in the organization are saying it. it it's not exactly a secret. That, that wasn't hard for me to find out yesterday. It's it just, I, I think we're, we're at this point where like, Bill, you need to concentrate on your team, your roster, because things aren't working and worrying about what people are saying to the media. It, frankly, I, I think it's just ridiculous. It is. And I mean, you're two and nine, like it doesn't matter. But none of the quarterbacks are that good. It doesn't matter. Like one of them's going to be out there, make your statement, move on to her. Like we're rolling with Bailey. He's got it this week. And we're going to, you know, we're going to see how it goes. It's, it's really it's creating an issue when it's not there. Bill Belichick's the way he talks about Mac Jones in general. I, I think it just sets up for a player to lose some confidence. And I'm not saying Bill being mean or having non-answers is why Mac's playing bad. But I think at the end of the day, you do need to put support behind players. And other than Bill's one really nice quote he had about Mac in the summer of 2022, it's just been a whole lot of non-answers for him. I, I don't think Bill has done the quarterback any favors, you know, and, and I understand that's sort of how Bill is, but I just think in it's 2023 times have changed. People are on social media a lot. I just, I don't love the way Bill sort of handles himself and the way he talks about guys, especially as quarterbacks. And and I think there's a long list of reasons why Mac Jones has failed. I just don't think Bill Belichick has been fully behind him other than one off season. It does feel like Mac has kind of like white knuckled everything since he's gotten here. And he's felt like he's needed to do that where I mean, it's coming from Alabama, which, you know, there's a similar amount of media training there. But I think you have seen different different guys, you know, like when he was at Alabama, even his first conference call compared to like where he is a month later. Just breathe, like go forward, be a regular human. It's not that important. Like and I think at the end of the day where Mac is mentally is a giant is 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 the reason why he has to sit. It is why he's sitting, you know, talking to a source yesterday, you know, essentially Patriots players want to change a quarterback and it's not because they dislike Mac. Mac is honestly well-liked people like him in the locker room. But the truth is, is when people work so damn hard during the week for it all to sort of be ruined by your quarterback being shaky, it's not fair to anyone. And the people I talked to was like this, this had to happen because the offense has not been on the same page and they have to get on the same page. And if that means going with Bailey's happy, then everyone's behind them, but it isn't a slide on Mac, but you know, we were so, saying, what you were saying, Chris, he needs to sit because he, he needs to rest. He needs to sort of, he needs to take a break. And, and frankly, I think the Mac Jones era here is done. I don't think he'll be back next year, but at, at the end of the day, he knows he needs to get over some mental hurdles if he wants to continue his NFL career. So the sense that I've gotten from his teammates is that I think they genuinely like him personally. Like yes. they like him as a dude. They're so sick of him professionally where like you have defenders who have just watched him throw games away for such a long time this year where like this defense could be, a, I'm not saying they're like the best defense in the league, but they could easily be a 500 team right now if they had better quarterback play and they haven't gotten anything close to that this year. Well, they've allowed 10 points to the Colts and then 10 points to the Giants and they lost both of these games. So, I mean, and 20 the week before, you know, they're they're in the game every week and they make plays and just to see the quarterback throw it away every single week in the same fashion, like there's frustration that builds up there and like 
you can like the dude personally and just say that he's he's not doing his job and he hasn't been. And that's why it's Bailey Zappi's job right now. And, you know, it, I think Bill Belichick owed it to his team to to make that move. Um, it, it'll be interesting to me see, to see how Bailey Zappi does, Chris, because this isn't actually an easy matchup. And I get that the Chargers are four and seven. Their roster is actually loaded. Justin Herbert's, I think, is a very, very good quarterback. He's throwing the Keenan Allen. His running back is Austin Eckler. Um, I'm not going to mention this to Chris, but between us guys, Austin Eckler is actually a good pass catcher. And um, he factors into the pass game. It's a joke. If you listen to the last podcast, Chris got very mad when I mentioned Saquon Barkley. You're right. Um, you're saying Saquon is like <laughs> he has better weapons. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Saquon is a pass catching back. I think he factors into the weapon conversation that I mean. So no, not really. Uh, not does, really. Does, do you want to go pull up Saquon's stats? Do we, we want to pull up Saquon stats right now and do this? Like, Sa- no. uh, Saquon wasn't very good. You, well, can, but you, Austin, you can have you can have the Giants' weapons. They're all yours. Austin Eckler though is a pass catching weapon, one of the best in in the NFL. I think I'd say him, him, Christian McCaffrey, and a healthy Saquon are probably three of the best pass catching backs. Anyways, what I'm getting to is this: the Chargers have a loaded offense, but on defense, they got to deal with Khalil Mack, Chris. Like, I think like how is Mack? How is Bailey Zappi going to look? Can the Patriots block Khalil Mack? Because will it matter if Bailey Zappi can't stand upright? Will will it matter? You know, I think, know, if, no, I think, I think you're gonna see a, I think you're gonna see a ton of quick game again. And I also think that like this Chargers roster, like if you look at it, you see a ton of big names. You're like, oh, this guy and this guy. It feels kind of like a 13-year-old that's playing Madden and doing the like created team where you're like, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy. They really don't gel very well. And there's a reason that they're like Justin Herbert is is he 500? Is he slightly sub 500 since he's been in the league? Like You've had all these big names, but they've never meshed together well. They've never been a good team. And I, I still don't think they're a good team. I mean, they're, what, four and seven? You are what your record says you are. Having said that, let's get to game predictions. And I think this bad Chargers team will still beat a much worse Patriots team. I think Matt, I think Bailey Zappi will throw an interception in this game. And ultimately, I'll go Chargers 27, Patriots 20 final. Nice. I, I like it. Um. I do not believe the Patriots can score over 20 points because they've only done it once this year and they somehow did it against the Buffalo Bills. So until the Patriots can score again over 20, I will not predict they score over 20. So do for a defensive touchdown. Maybe. I I think the Chargers will win a close one. Uh, 20 to 17. I see Los Angeles getting the win. Shout out to you for saying Los Angeles and not San Diego because that sticks in your brain. Even Bill, Bill's first comment of the week was San Diego. Oh, Chargers. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to the Mass Life Patriots podcast. Uh, We'll catch you on further down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.